I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Pete, we have a special episode today because we are honoring um, the passing of uh, a great uh, contributor or, uh, or really the father of cognitive therapies referred to Dr. Aaron Beck, um, who just uh, passed away at the age of 100 years old on November 1st, 2021. So we wanted to talk about him today. Hi. Hey, yeah. Thanks for bringing this up. This was a really good idea, especially for all the CBT that you and I do. Um, and God, a hundred years, like... I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, and he was and doing research still into his nineties. He, no, up until, up until like, till he died. Actually. I, know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. This is so, you know, Pete and I wanted to talk about um, Aaron Beck today for a lot of reasons. One, as we just mentioned, he he's known as the father of cognitive therapy. That's, yes. so that's how he's known in the field. And just to, you know, um, kind of, illustrate how much of a loss this is for uh, the the cognitive and behavioral therapy communities. Um, You know, for us, it would be like if we were alive during the days of Freud and Freud died, you know, like it's to that, it's to that level, you know, that he, um, or like when Michael Jackson died or Whitney Houston. Right. Right. Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. For, for non, non psychology example, absolutely. That, that this, you know, I, I actually, when, um, when I learned of his passing, not only did I feel very sad, I, I also was like, I can't, I felt this gratitude that I uh, was alive during the time that he was alive. And, you know, I, I had the yeah. great fortune of getting to uh, meet him briefly and watch him speak yep. um, on a panel. Yep. Um, but he, but, but this is, but that's how, that's how um, important he is. Um, and so th- that's why Pete and I, you know, want to talk about this. So but before I sort of, I, we wanted to share um, one of the little obituaries about him to give readers a little bit of information about him. Is there yeah. anything else you wanted to add before I jump into that? Yeah. Well, I think like you said, it was, it is, it, I like that you just said that it was good perspective to add um, <laughs> about what it means for his passing. And, you know, th- we are, you and I both identify as cognitive behavioral therapists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for us, this is a huge impact and how we got to where we are today. And he really committed his entire life. I mean, it's mm-hmm. certainly his professional life, mm-hmm. you know, to understanding uh, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so thankful and his legacy lives on, which I'm sure, I don't know. I didn't read the, what you're about to read, but um, you know, right here on the East coast, we have the Beck mm-hmm. Institute uh, in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, uh, mm-hmm. which his daughter runs and has been running. And so I yes. guess we'll talk, we'll talk about that. So yeah, it's yeah. been, you know, you and I both been, uh, have attended, several of his stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. And we'll, we will, we'll give a little bit more um, information uh, about sort of his history. We'll also, yeah. we'll include in our, um, in the description, there are some great articles about him and yeah. some things we'll, we'll include some more information, but uh, just to, to start, um, I wanted to read uh, the obituary that was posted um, by Dr. David Tallin, who's the current oh. ABCT president and yeah. Yeah, ABCT for listeners is it's the association of behavioral and cognitive therapies. So it's a national organization that uh, many in, in this broader CBT community are, are members of. So, um, so he posted this uh 
to say, he said, it's with great sadness that I inform you that Aaron T. Beck, MD, has passed away at the age of 100. He died peacefully in his home, surrounded by his family. Dr. Beck, widely considered the father of cognitive therapy, was the driving force behind two major revolutions in psychotherapy beginning in the 1960s. The first of these was the recognition that conscious cognitive processes can drive emotional and behavioral responses, and that, and that a therapy overtly targeting those cognitive processes can result in diminished depression, anxiety, and other reactions. The second revolution was the insight that, like pharmaceutical treatment, psychological treatments can be quantified and studied. This idea stood in contrast with the zeitgeist of the times, wherein psychological processes, and by extension, the treatments thereof, were thought to lie outside the domain of science. That's a big deal, you guys. So people before didn't even think, they, they thought you can't even study this stuff. So he was the first person to do this. By conducting large randomized controlled trials of cognitive therapy for depression, Dr. Beck launched an unprecedented unprecedented movement toward the identification of empirically supported psychological treatments. In 1982, American psychologist named Dr. Beck as one of the most influential figures in the history of the field. Dr. Beck, along with his daughter, Judith, founded the Beck Institute for Cognitive Therapy in 1994 with the aim of training CBT practitioners around the world. And then he goes on to say that as ABCT members, so basically any anyone who identifies in some form of, of uh, practices some form of CB- CBT. Most of us work in some combination of psychological treatment, clinical research, and training. Dr. Beck's work is evident across all of these domains, and the field owes him a debt of gratitude. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Thanks for reading that. That was beautiful. Uh, Tolan's also, I mean, we use his text a lot in our, in our courses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't realize he was president there now. Yes. Um, yeah. And Go Aaron ahead. also wasn't that poorly educated, so Brown and Yale. Uh, yes, and, right. Yes. <laughs> and I think for listeners, it could be helpful. He was a psychiatrist. Uh, and so even though he's kind of been seen as one of the top um, influential psychotherapists too, mm-hmm. um, just in, as a psychiatrist in today's world, they tend to do a lot of medication management more so compared to psychologists where we're doing the psychotherapy. Yeah, absolutely. And part of it, I think this is maybe where it's important to tell a little bit of like his story of how yeah. this came to pass. So, and even as a funny thing, I'll just say, and I, by the way, I didn't know this um, until one of my, I, I have a, as, as Pete does as well, I, why I didn't personally know him. Um, I have a lot of colleagues that did and right. worked personally with him. And so he's, his name was, is Aaron Tempkin Beck, uh, Aaron T. Beck, yeah. but apparently he goes by, t- he went by Tim by his friends calling him uh, Tim, Tim Beck. And I remember when I was training in uh, undergrad or sorry, in grad school, one of my, they kept going like Tim Beck. I'm like, who's Tim Beck? And they're like, Tim? and they're like Aaron Beck. I'm like, fascinating. Cool. He's got a, oh, I never a whole knew that. yeah. Tim Beck, yeah. Tim Beck. So, um, so anyway, uh, the story is, so basically um, he, so Aaron Beck was, was a psychiatrist. And at the time, so in the fifties and sixties, when he was training, um, psychoanalysis was still, uh, that was the psychotherapy training. There was no, (laughs) there was no cognitive behavior therapy at the time. So he was going through psychoanalytic training and, you know, there's a number like of stories that are told, but, um, one is basically, and, and again, this will be in the, um, the article that we'll link in the description is that he was talking to a patient and he, you know, the you know, and in psychoanalysis, and we talked about this in our, the problem with Freud episode, um, the analyst sits behind the patient, right? Yeah. So as not to uh, influence the, the the transference, right? Am I, that's, am that's I saying exactly that right. right? Okay, that's yep. right, okay. So they sit behind the patient, excuse me, behind the patient, the patient's lying down and the patient was talking about something and and uh, 
Dr. Beck made an interpretation, which is uh, one of the main sort of interventions, which he said something, you're feeling this way because of this. And, and my, one of my sort of, um, one thing I don't like about that is that interpretations are sort of stated as if they're truths, right? right? As when interpretation in and of itself means opinion, right? right. Your thoughts. So he said that, and the patient said, no, that's not right at all. Dr. Beck. I'm one, I'm thinking that you're, that I'm probably boring you. Uh-huh. And, and this surprised him. And so basically it was one of the first times where he's like, what he was thinking, the patient was thinking is not right. Mm-hmm. So over time, as the story goes, is that he eventually sat the patient up mm-hmm. so they were no, and faced them face to face and mm-hmm. began to sort of assess what was going on in their minds. And what they found, what he found was they were having what he eventually termed automatic thoughts. Yeah. And he was having automatic thoughts and he started to notice that these thoughts were influencing mood. So also psychoanalysis, um, there's, you know, a theme or a, a theory that like depression was caused by, um, I don't know if it was like hatred towards the self or, you know, yeah. anger towards himself. And what he found was he started to study it. That wasn't true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that in fact, that it was that they had, um, you know, they were having neg- sort of negative predictions about the future, things like that. So anyway, anyway, he began to study it. And, and it, it's, it's so important to emphasize this. He was basically like laughed at at the yeah. time that, yeah. that he was actually told by his, um, you know, the people training him that he wasn't analyzed well enough, quote unquote, yeah. which is a real dig coming from him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't emphasize that enough, which is basically mm. saying he he wasn't really doing the work on himself. That yeah. when in reality, and when in reality, he would, you know, you guys got to think about this. He was like bucking the whole system because yeah. he was saying, no, I see it a different way. And from what he did, everything that Pete and I do, what I, my colleagues and I were talking about this, we're all getting emotional saying it. It doesn't matter if you do DBT or act or any of this, all of it grows out of what this, this one person um, did by getting curious and saying, Hmm, I don't know if this makes sense. My interpretation was just an automatic thought. It was just an automatic thought. And I think it's so, you know, and he was known as a very gentle and lovely man and, and very, very curious, right. Very non-judgmental. And it's like, I think that that's so such a wonderful model for what we do in our field, because it's, you know, that's how we move science forward. Right. If like, we always talk about if tomorrow CBT was, they said it didn't work, we would stop doing it. Yeah. Right. It's, and, and what an incredible life. I mean, again, I can't emphasize that enough, like to live to a hundred. I mean, that's really incredible. And he had four children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it looked, I think his wife died this year too. No, no, she's still alive. And oh. she's, and she still have, and she was a very interesting family. His wife was oh, see, a, you know, a so judge. Well, cause I was reading. Well, the two I, daughters I were judges, I think. Well, one's yeah. so two daughters, two daughters and two sons. One son, I believe is an epidemiologist. No, three daughters and one son. Two. And, oh, oh, it's three daughters. I think it's two sons and two daughters. I was actually. just reading it. It's three. Oh, it is? It's oh. okay. Anyway, you're right. Oh, my on bad. Ev- oh, sorry. My bad. I'm. He had four children. Oh no, I think you're right. So you're always right. <laughs> no, I'm not always right. I just read I was reading my So Phyllis. Oh, his wife. That's what I was reading. Is yeah, Phyllis his, his wife? Yeah, she his his wife was, she was the, the first, first woman judge. Oh, you in knew this Pennsylvania. Already. First woman judge in Pennsylvania. So you're right. It's two and two. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm just okay. gonna shut up and listen to you and no. learn. <laughs> No, no. So, uh, no. His wife. Listeners, as I've always said, Nikki is way smarter <laughs> not than true. I can ever it's not, be. It's not uh, true so, at all. Uh, so the floor is yours. No, no, it's not true. He had, so his daughter, Judith, is a clinical psychologist. Yes. Uh, so she's, she runs the Beck Institute. They founded it together. His other daughter was also, a ju- is also a judge. Yes. His wife was the first female judge. Uh, in first, like I think superior court, I don't know if it was 
Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, appellate, appellate okay, court, yeah. In, in Pennsylvania. One of his sons, I believe, is an epidemiologist, and the other one's a social worker. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, you know, a lovely family. A, f- a family yeah. who doesn't dislike education. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't just, but but you know, but Pete, I think so. I'm just curious about some of your thoughts. Like, like for again, for me, it was like it was emotion, like I felt emotional about it. Like I felt like such a, de- a depth of gratitude that this one person, like I felt very moved by it, honestly. Yeah. Like that again, to be we were so lucky to have that he lived this long. You know, sometimes people that are do wonderful things you know, it's like they die too soon. We don't get them that long. Yeah. And we had this amazing person who like, because of him, millions and millions of people, you know, have, have, yeah, cause they been- say that he really influenced David Burns, which, you know, you and I both know, you know, and study well too. So I think the influence he's had in other, you know, the thing I like about what we do, especially say at the university setting is we are mentoring, supervising. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that's just, um, you know, providing skills and knowledge to people that can then go provide this really amazing work. And- well, 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 that's really, I'm glad you're saying that because I think I can use uh, some other examples of some big names in the field that he mentored that, you know, so Jeff Young is the creator of schema therapy, which yes. is a type of, of CBT and Aaron Beck was his mentor. Yeah. He also mentored, uh, a, my former, um, my former boss, uh, uh, Robert Leahy, Bob Leahy, um, who wrote the book, the worry cure, which is, is well known in our community. Um, and, and then, you know, on the, actually on the listserv, uh, for acceptance and commitment therapy act, which, you know, it's in the third wave, it's more, it's behaviorally based. Steve Hayes, one of the creators of act wrote a lovely response about, uh, Aaron Beck saying basically how kind Aaron Beck had always been to him and how supportive of the treatment. And he said, never something to the effect of never misinterpret, uh, like scientific disagreements for, um, but not respecting one another. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. again, that's what I mean about like, even, even act, which is different, right. We're not about challenging thoughts and act again. It's because of Aaron Beck that we are able to use randomized control trials to study psychological. He was the reason. Yeah. He's and he's reason. published over 600 articles, I think over 25 books. I mean, it's really like, you know, thankfully we'll have that for the rest of our careers. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Pete, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this and if you're not, I just love, but I'd be so excited if you watch it, but do you know that? So in 2006, um, and I can put a clip of this in there as well. Aaron Beck did a talk with the Dalai Lama actually. Do you know about this? No, I don't. Oh, what? oh you're going to be your, this is going to be your favorite thing of all time when you watch it. So um, see, uh, listeners, Nikki's definitely a bigger nerd than I am. <laughs> I do like my nerdy stuff. Yeah, I own that. Um, so because it was just a lovely talk, because they talk about all the the overlap between Buddhism and cognitive behavioral therapy. Sure. Which, you know, yeah. I don't know. We maybe know a little something about that on Wendy's. We, we sure do. And also another one of your former supervisors, you know, published a book on Buddhist psychology, which was Heavily oh, influenced by Aaron. Yes, Beck. yes, Dr. Dennis Hirsch. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, this is, you know, he was truly one of the great, great thinkers and scientists and therapists, you know. Um, and we, like I said, like uh Dr. Uh Tolan says, like, we owe him a, a debt of gratitude. And I think, you know, um, it was funny, I was telling um 
I was sharing this with my mom. I was telling her about, uh, about this. I was trying to explain what a big deal it was that he passed. Yeah. And I, and she, and she was all saying it was like moving to her when she heard about, when I was explaining about yeah. like what he's done. And she said, you know, she was reminded there's like a, a saying sometimes like in Judaism, like you save one life, like you save, like you save a thousand kind Aww, of thing. And, yeah. and that's, and I think, you know, um, I think that's one thing that we can acknowledge about Aaron Beck that because one person, you know, was, was brave enough to, uh, you know, listen to his own gut and, and, um, and be curious and challenge something that he didn't think was working. Um, you know, he, he alleviated suffering for, you know, millions of people and his work will live on. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.